Good morning. It is wonderful to see everyone who is gathered here for worship this morning and to have all of our friends joining us online as well. I want to start off by saying if some of you felt a little seasick during Jenny's uh, opening <sighs> gathering music, that was the word I was looking for, we apologize. We were putting a nice sunshade over the camera, so you were, were rocking and rolling a little bit, but I hope that you've uh, taken your Dramamine and that you're ready and prepared for worship. We are glad that you have joined us in worship. We will be outdoors this week and next week, uh, and we're excited, or at least I'm excited for that because I get to preach the next two weeks, and I've been wanting to preach to y'all from this setting, so that makes me very happy. The following week, November 29th, we are offering a pre-recorded service that is our Student Sunday. Gotta tell you, I've already heard some of the videos that these kids have prepared, and they are phenomenal. You do not want to miss worship that Sunday. It'll be a great opportunity for us to hear the wisdom and the insight of our youth. I have been privileged to work with them over the last several months, and I hope that you will receive the blessing of their message as well. That day we will, we will be stepping into Advent, and in the afternoon we will gather for, uh, gather for Advent event with a small family craft and a lighting of the creche on the corner. We will soon have the registration for that available to you. Please let us know if you intend to come for all of the event or a portion of the event and pay attention to the questions and registration because that will help us know how long you plan to be there. Thank you. It is our hope that we will be worshiping inside on December 6th with limited numbers, provided that our community numbers for the coronavirus do not get out of hand. We ask you to continue to be flexible and listen for our updates as we navigate this time together. Let us still our bodies, calm our minds, and open our hearts as we prepare for worship today. Good morning, and it's a beautiful morning. Our Psalter reading this morning is Psalm 123. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than its fill of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the content of the proud. Thank Julie Eldener for reading our Psalter for us this morning. 
But now is the time for children's message. So all of the kids at home, I want to encourage you to come close to your TV screens, your computer monitors, or however you're worshiping with us today. Let's take a moment to talk with each other and learn a little bit about our faith. This week, our Celebrate Wonder curriculum talks about a set of twins. I know a little bit about twins, right? If you don't know, I have twins of my own, Mark and Maya. But the twins that we learned about this week in Celebrate Wonder was Jacob and Esau. They were as different as can be. Each of them had their own gifts and skills. One was good at hunting, the other was good at baking. And they had different interests, being outside or inside. And one of the things that we talked about is how we might celebrate our differences. I want to remind you that while we're all different, God gave each of us individual things that allow us to grow into who we might be as individuals. And there was this great prayer that was offered in the curriculum that I didn't share in the video, so I want to share it with you now. It's not going to be a repeat-after-me prayer, so I hope you can manage for a week to not do the repeat-after-me prayer. And it goes like this. God gave me my smile so that I might know laughter. God gave me my hands so that, I, so that I can serve. God gave me my voice so that I can praise. God gave me my heart so that I might love. Thank you, God, for giving me a life of blessings. Amen. Let us take a moment to talk to God. Awesome and almighty God, we greet you this day with praise and thanksgiving. At awe at the warm sun beating on our faces and the sound of your spirit rushing through us in the wind. Be with us this day as we seek to be your ambassadors, that we might find the ways to use each of our individual gifts and graces to bring honor to you and to represent you to the world so that in our actions, our day-to-day -day living, the things that we do, let others know of your grace, mercy, and love. This day as a church family, we lift up Laura Bentliff and Margot Alcroft in the passing of Zara Dick on Tuesday. We grieve Zara's passing because she brought such light and love to our lives. And for that, we give you thanks. Be with us as we heal and mourn from her passing. We lift up traveling mercies for Pastor Walt and Debbie as they are in P Pennsylvania visiting family this week. Be with them, keep them safe. Let them enjoy their grandchildren and son and daughter-in-law in ways that nourish their souls for the months to come. We pray for all of those impacted by the COVID um, virus, the COVID-19 virus and the pandemic that we're living through. 
our hearts are concerned as we hear about a rise in numbers of cases and deaths at this time. Lord, be with those who are going through the process of battling this virus. Let them know your peace. Let them know your presence. Be with their families as they are separated from loved ones. And let us figure out ways to offer support to those who are in quarantine. Lord, you know the prayers that are on our hearts this day, and we take a moment to come to you in silence to lift them up. We bring all of our prayers to you, joining in the prayer that your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Here I am, Lord, take and use me. Yeah. 
Our scripture reading today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 7, and 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, and chapter 6, verse 1. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you join me in a moment of prayer? Awesome and almighty God, again we give you thanks for the summons in which you have sent out to each and every one of us, inviting us on a journey of faith that challenges us to our very cores, making us think about who you have made us to be and how we might be ambassadors of yours, living in the world, shining your light and reflecting your love. Be with each and every one of us as we prayerfully consider how together we, together we make it happen. Help us to see how we make your will, your desire, your calling for us happen as we work together in community. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You may notice that I am wearing my sailboat dress today, and there is a reason for that. 
I shared with our congregation this summer a sermon about discipleship where I likened it to learning how to sail and invited all of us to consider if we were dabbling in our faith or if we were taking the steps to be fully knowledgeable and able to set sail on the journey that God has invited us to. What are we doing to learn and grow into the disciples that God has called us to be? And today, I want to take that analogy a little bit further. I want to build upon it and see how we might, might uh, reflect on our efforts as a faith community with the analogy of sailing. So we have graduated from the one to five person boat that I was talking about before, and we are now on a ship. The boats that have crews and maybe shifts and have divvied up responsibilities to make sure that everyone has a role to play and helps us in our efforts to journey and to sail forward. As I said, we have jobs and things that we need to do, jobs that depend upon the length of time that we've been working and learning the boat that we are, we are sailing on and depending upon our skill set. The passage that Jay read for us from 1 Corinthians talks about how we each have our own gifts, our own talents. And the truth is, is that as we embark on this journey of faith together, together we make it happen. When we tie all of our gifts together, we are stronger than we are individually. As we are, as a church family, we are learning aspects of how our church operates and what is needed for us to run seamlessly, just like on a ship. There are tasks that we do when the seas are calm and we are making it effortlessly to our port. Often we take on other duties in times of chaos or, and or storms because the truth is together we make it happen. We would be lying if we said that we haven't been through some storms recently. Between the transition of beloved pastors almost four years ago to the uncertainty about our denomination and where it is heading, and most recently the pandemic, we have had some turbulent waters. But we have also seen some great faithfulness to our ship and more importantly to God. I haven't told any of these people that I'm going to talk about them, so hopefully they don't get upset with me. I want to start first and foremost with Paul, who is wandering around at the moment. This is a man who had already been volunteering many hours for the church, making videos, recording our choirs and our sermons, so that we could have content for our YouTube channel. And he didn't stop doing that when we gathered social distance, social distantly? That's not really a word, but you guys know what I mean. When we gathered at a distance, he continued to do the recording. He continued to meet with people in our sanctuary so that we would have new content and new music to share with everyone. And for that, we have to say thank you. Faithfully, for, since March, Paul has been doing this for us along with Warren, who who has stepped up greatly. I think some of it's because he has a honey-do list from me on a regular basis. And I say, honey, can you make this work? And you'll see some of the new amazing things that he's working on for us for December. And we have to say thank you to them 
because they have been an asset that has allowed us to continue to worship in real and fruitful ways. Now, I know that some people will say that online worship is not the same, and that's okay. But the truth is, is that because of their faithfulness, because they adapted and changed the course of their ministry in small and large ways, they allowed us to continue to worship in a way that allowed us to gather. And for that, we have to say thank you. For those of you online, there's some applause happening within the congregation right now. Um, and the truth is, they have been doing it faithfully with very little respite. And since we've gathered here on campus, Phil has joined the group and has done it faithfully every single Sunday that we've been on campus. And the truth is, if it weren't for those three men, our technology would not function. And we have to say thank you to them, as I said. But we also have to find people who will come up behind them and train to do these skills and to do this ministry so that one, they get a break, and two, we have another group of people who can serve, who can represent, and who can, can continue our ministry to the community and our online presence. I think of people like Karen James and Jen Sorensen, our director and assistant director of the Growing Place Preschool. They have gone through amazing feats to make sure that we could reopen the preschool in a way that was safe for our children and our community and honored where we were financially. That meant that most of the staff came back at half of the pay that they were, uh, half of the hours that they were earning before. Please hear that, half of the hours that they were working before because some of our programs could not restart. But they have made sacrifices. They have worked hard. Karen James was planning to retire in June, but because of the pandemic, she agreed to stay on staff for another six months to allow us to figure out how to reopen in a way that was healthy and safe and productive for everyone involved. And then Jen is very content in her assistant director role but knowing that we had not located the right director for the program yet has willingly agreed to step into the interim director position so that we as a church community can continue to provide the services to our larger Westlake Village area. For them, we have to say thank you. For everyone who has stepped outside of their comfort zone and learned new technology, I still remember that first, sun, or that first Tuesday when the prayer group was trying to log on to our first prayer session. But we got there. Might have taken lots of phone calls and me on a Zoom and a phone at the same time, but we were there. And that group meets faithfully, weekly, lifting up the prayers of our congregation. So I applaud everyone who has learned a new technical skill in this time. I've already lifted up our prayer team and the ministry that they do. I also want to lift up our membership care committee. They are people who faithfully make phone calls to members of our church. And maybe you say, I haven't gotten as many phone calls as I think I should. And maybe that's a clue to you that you should join the membership care team and start making phone calls. That is a way that you can help 
the ministry of our congregation and help our ship sail through these waters. Oh, Carol Freeman in our SPRC, as our SPRC chair, has had more meetings than she agreed to when she signed up to be the chair. But she has done so faithfully and without grumbling, at least to me. And for that, I say thank you. We had a regathering task force that met and worked through many pages of paperwork to come up with the best plan for us to gather together. For our shepherds and support staff who have been here for regathering, I have to say that our shepherds, the ones that walk around with the crooks, is the only team that we have that actually has enough people that they can rotate through their commitments. Everyone else is here on a weekly basis, and we have to be appreciative for that. They have done what was needed in this time of storm to let us work through this. And I cannot forget Joanna and Vinia. They have adapted their schedules like no one's business. Sundays are supposed to be a day off, but they are both here right now on every Sunday that we have been worshiping outside for the most part because they recognize that that is what we need of them right now. And for that, I have such great appreciation and thanksgiving for the ways in which they have served our community and done their jobs faithfully. The list goes on and on. We can find many people who have stepped up in amazing and profound ways through this pandemic to allow us to remain a community connected and loved and cherished by one another. We need you on this ship. We are not a cruise ship that offers you room service and unlimited buffet meals. We are a working vessel who needs all hands on deck to set a new course, listening to the will of God and navigating ourselves into the bright future that God has intended for us. Together we make it happen. You may hear that once or more, more time, one or more times, so you might want to pick up on that. And if you are at home, feel free to repeat it with me if you want to. We know that many of our congregation are very cautious about returning in person. But that doesn't mean that there isn't work for all of us. Phone calls, letters, and emails can happen from the comfort of our living rooms. Online meetings and studies are possible as well. We all have different skills that can add to our journey. We have differing resources, skill sets, knowledge, and know-how. Please bring them aboard so that we can work together to continue to build that new future that God has for us. God is summoning us to something new which is why we're setting a new course. God is inviting us to step forth with faith and confidence, knowing that God will be with us as we navigate these waters together. I hope that we will work on this together and set sail on a voyage of faith that takes us out of our comfort zones, but into the kingdom of God. Now is the time to say, here I am, Lord. Take and use me. We know God has a plan for us as individuals and for us as a congregation. Setting a course for a new future is our stewardship campaign, 
and Carol Freeman will share our Stewardship Spotlight this week. I've been asked to share my thoughts and approach to stewardship, not maybe as the chair of our staff parish committee, but as me, the person, and my family. Two weeks ago, Jane Chapman shared with us the beginnings of our church and how we've gone from the little corner church to one very involved in our community here in the Conejo Valley. And Rick Schrader shared the shift process 2.0 that established new goals, a future, and a renewal and growth for our church. They're exciting goals. This is perhaps a critical time for our congregation to renew, refresh, move forward, and grow. Challenging times, you might say. We've all received commitment cards recently in the mail, or perhaps you did. You'll note there's two critical words on that card. Your pledge, which is your pledge to give that supports this church here, locally, going forward with our new plans. And while we work on renewal, we must also support the present, our people, our buildings, our beautiful campus. From office staff to choir directors, to our beloved organist who seems to be able to learn to play something anywhere, anytime. And of course, to our pastors. And as a connectional faith, we Methodists reach to far corners of the world and our nation. Apportionment commitment goes to national and world efforts, things for clean water, shelter, housing, medical care, and disaster relief. In fact, some of it has come back here to our own community following fires and earthquakes. I have heard it said, generosity is a matter of action, intention, heart, and remembering our blessings, and in our faith, love to God. Your action not just the actions of the person that maybe sits next to you on either side or in front of you or behind you. Your act, personal actions and mine is what makes our church sustainable. We will gather again, but you and me as individuals or as a family with prayer, must consider what we will give in the coming year 2021. Just as you need to know what your income might be in order to plan and deal with whatever it might be, the church needs to be able to plan based on your giving. The pledge card you received in the mail, if you did not, or if you don't know if you did, or if you perhaps don't know where you put it, Give the church office a call or send an email. They'll send you a new one. We have plenty. Then think, pray, be a good steward of God, this church, our church. Carol highlighted how together we make it happen and how your giving will help. 
She talked about action, intention, heart, and faith in God. We do want you to prayerfully consider how you might give. We also want you to have as much information as possible as you make your commitment. To that end, Church Council is offering a financial outlook meeting on Wednesday at 7 p.m. via Zoom. The link will be in the email tonight, as well as going out in another email throughout the week. We want, you to, we want to encourage you to make room in your schedule to attend this meeting. We would like to max out our attendance numbers, but we are also recording the meeting so that if you are unable to attend, we can make that meeting available to you. Please consider participating in that Zoom. I have also heard some confusion about how, or the intention of the pledge card, so I want to draw your attention to that pledge card. We are asking you to make two commitments this year, one to the finances of the church and the other to the apportionments and benevolences. Ideally, this will not merely be a reallocation of the funds from one account to another, but an in increase in giving whenever possible. So, an example, our family chose to increase our giving, and from the increase, we divided that between the operational expenses and the apportionments. If you can do that, that would be beneficial for our congregation. Please pray about it and consider what and how you might give. We are setting a new course together, working to dream and vision as a congregation and to look into how we might best navigate, navigate the waters we are now in and set a course to our bright future. Carol Freeman uh, has shared a story with some of us about her neighborhood, her street. When she and Dave moved in, they were the youngest couple with the newest house. They are now the oldest couple with many new young families on their street. They have reached out and talked to them and invited them to church and have gotten to know them. As we are setting a new course, we are thinking about how we minister to the congregation already invested while reaching out to our new neighbors to let them know how wonderful this place is and the value of coming aboard. We want to be ambassadors for Christ, looking toward Christ's direction and calling as we work at setting a new course. Together we make it happen. Together we make it happen. Amen. Now is the time in our worship service where we have the opportunity to give our thanks and praise to God by presenting our tithes, gifts, and offering. If you were prepared to submit your, your pledge card, we would appreciate that as well this week. We would love to have all of them in hand before next Sunday, the 22nd, when we will consecrate all of the pledges that have come forth. That day we will also have David uh, Cutbill here to share a report about how we're doing and how the pledges 
will benefit our congregation. Let us receive the gift of music. If you wonder how active our faith community is, I want to remind you that at 3 o'clock today, our Christian Education and Family Ministries are getting together to put together the baskets for our Many Mansion food drive. At 4 p.m., our Social Concerns Committee is meeting on Zoom to, have a, a, or to watch a video and have a discussion. Our Christmas gift market mailers ha should have arrived at your house by now so that you can give the gift of joy to someone in need uh, and let your family know that you've given in their honor as well. We also have the finance meeting that I talked about on Wednesday, and we have our charge conference on Thursday. We are still active. We are still doing the work of God's church in the community, and for that I give great thanks. And now, rooted in love, nurtured in love, go forth in love. 
confident that the God who created you in love, the Christ who meets you with love, and the Holy Spirit who inspires you to love goes with you each and every day on the journey. Amen.